Listeners be advised, the Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holiloquy podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian Adams. So today, you know, sometimes I have my moments of feeling insecure, hating myself and all these other things and just feeling bad. And sometimes I have to sit with myself and become aware that this is what I'm feeling and uh, understanding that, okay, this does not, even though I'm feeling this in this moment, this does not mean that this is me every single day. This does not mean that I have to make this my identity. I can overcome this if I choose to do so. So today's episode, I know it's November. This is like the ninth episode of November too. So I know y'all been getting some truth. Y'all been getting some facts. Y'all been getting all this sexual shit. And I know y'all better been out here sucking some things. Suck some toes today. <laughs> Might as well. Um, but anyways, sometimes you have to understand when it comes to engaging with people in the sexual nature, you may have some insecurities with that. So today's episode is going to be dedicated to acknowledging and overcoming your insecurities. And with me, I have once more Tyrell and Adrian. How are you two beautiful people doing? I'm good. Doing, doing good over here. Y'all giving zaddy. Y'all, y'all are both y'all are giving zaddy and i'm loving it i'm truly yes. loving it but what are you giving us baby boy you all you know you know i'm always going to give the titties and everything you know you know it was free titty <laughs> friday the other day you know the titties was out you, you have been you've been pretty busy on facebook sir uh serving like you saying baby come to me by miss regina bill yesterday <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what, what, what's going on? What, are you good? Are you all right? Because the sexual is just oozing out of you, and I, I made it for November. You just cranking it up because you just serving some looks in these little reels, honey. You, you, you know my favorite one now. Look, you know my favorite one right now. Like the, that face, just be like, bitch. Oh, I might need to start putting a little bit of makeup on a little bit and put some lashes on because I, a motherfucker looks cute. Okay, like, oh my god. Like I, I usually love my little heart one because it's just very like, oh, starting the love. But mm. that bitch with the lashes, like motherfucker, who is you? Who told you to come here today? And do you want to get fucked? <laughs> 
I see you, boo. No, but you know, you know, you can't say, you know, do you want to get fucked? No, we got to ask rhetorical questions up in here. Y'all know I'm the, you know, I'm the rhetorician of the group. It's like, no, it's not do, but in what ways do you want to get fucked? We don't don't ask questions with a simple yes or no. We got to have more exploration and exploration. I like that. I like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I need to remember that for whenever I start my clinical sessions. Like, (laughs) have you asked your partner in what ways you would like to be fucked? Let's talk about it. Oh, chill, like child. Let me go ahead and send that text message to somebody. Oh, oh, child. Okay, let me calm down. But anyways, the social media thing. I have no idea why I've been on social media a little bit more. Maybe I'm trying to get a teacher from somebody. Um, I'm joking. I'm uh, <laughs> you hate. I just remember, you know, last year you were beefing with Zuckerberg. So now, now so really have y'all though. resolved y'all beef? Like y'all cool? Are we gonna see you more? Like what? I'm still debating. I think uh, because <laughs> I'm. <laughs> I'm waiting to see this fight between Zuck and uh, Elon because I, I'm ready to pay for it. I My will. money's on Elon, baby. Really? My money on Elon. Mine's yeah. on Mine's on Here's the reason mine's on Elon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Elon's bigger, right? A little bit longer. Also, Elon looks like the type. It's basically, to me, what I'm seeing is going to be a power versus speed. Zuckerberg probably has the speed and the agility, but Elon's a big motherfucker. So... What what Zuckerberg is gonna need to win is stamina. Who this is gonna come down to who has the most stamina? Because yes, Zuckerberg has speed and agility, so he'll probably be able to dodge for a little bit. However, once Elon connects, he's gonna flatten that board. So mm. it's gonna be up to whether or not Elon can stay in long enough to connect, and if Zucker nerd can fucking eat those punches. If he can eat the punches, the victory is his. That's how I'm calling it. That's a good one. That's a good one. Look, if this fight actually happened, we're going to have to revisit this episode because I feel as though the only way Elon would get it is if he taps into his fuckboy-ishness because you know Zuck, he's been doing the training. He knows how to like, you know, is it Taekwondo that he's learned over the years? Uh, I think so. Or Jiu-Jitsu? It might be Jiu-Jitsu. And I think he will be so technical in his approach that it leaves an opening for Elon and his fuckboyishness. Because you know he's going to go straight for the genitalia if he has the option to do so. And I That's see that as a, a, it's Elon. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't put it above him to do it. So I yeah. feel like that will be the way that he will win. And I agree with you with Zuck having the speed. Because um, mm-hmm. Elon, if anything, if he can grab hold of Zuck and possibly tackle that motherfucker, I, he might, he might be winning that. But if not, yeah. if he can't even lay hands on Zuck at all, oh Zuck mm-hmm. is going to tear that ass up. It's just like sex. It all comes down to stamina, baby. <laughs> yep. Mm, you're right. You're right. How did we Whoever's get on? got it, they're going to win it. <laughs> I don't um, know how that came up. Oh, because I said you got social media stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've been a little bit more active. I know because I'm not really going to be on uh, any of the socials next month as I, like, adjust to um, my move and whatnot. I was thinking about just getting some content out there. And most definitely, since I'm moving towards that push for mental health anyways, and I'm going to need to find clients i just want to at least have some of that content already out there for people so if they start finding me they look at my page here you go this is all the things that you really need most definitely if you're looking to meet with me uh, so i've just been like let me go ahead and try to get my name out there so that's that's 
a lot of the okay. reason why. You know, I also need to get a couple um, sex um, sex coaching clients so I can finish that certification. Mm. But yeah, anyways, overcoming insecurities and whatnot. So one of the um, suggestions that was made to us to talk about was overcoming body insecurities. And I know personally, I've had to overcome my own insecurities with my body over the years, even though when I was a lot younger, I loved myself, I loved the way I looked, and I appreciated the way I looked. But I also remember feeling as though I was extremely overweight when I knew I was not. And a lot of that came from other people within my family always commenting on my weight, talking about how big I am. And recently I started to think about something too. Like whenever I do see family members and they just like, oh, you look like you lost weight and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I actually gained weight a little. Like I gained a good bit of weight. And I'm just like, do I do you do you feel as though I lost weight because you automatically see me as bigger than I am? And when you when we are you know face to face, you realize how much I'm not as big as you thought I was. So it automatically you perceive me as losing weight. Like what's going on here? <laughs> like that's that's something that's um, been um, weighing on my mind recently. Uh, of course, I'm not holding that against anybody uh, of however they perceive me because at the end of the day, it's self uh, self esteem and just my own value of self that keeps me going and feeling secure about myself. But what are some of the things that you've all experienced as it relates to some of the insecurities that you felt about your body and how did you overcome those? So. Um, for me, I have lost a considerable I that word got away from me. I have lost a considerable amount of weight over the course of the last five years. Um, Bernie, you remember me bigger uh, back in our Geico days. I was at my heaviest, I think I was 375, um, and I'm now 230. Um, and I still suffer from body dysmorphia. Um, sometimes when I look in the mirror, I see that fat motherfucker I used to be. And that's not who I am anymore. You know, I, you know, I'll put on clothes and they're, you know, falling down and things. I have to kind of update my wardrobe or whatever. But um, for me, I have to kind of mentally tell myself, like, this is what you see, but that's not who you are. You have ample evidence to the contrary. I'm big on taking more pictures now so that I can actually snap myself back into the reality. You know, I have a neck now. I have dimples now, both of them. <laughs> I have, you know, cheekbones and, and shoulder muscles and things, you know, I am not who I was, but my family was similar to yours, Vernon heavy on the, oh, you're, no, you big, you not like Didi, which is my girl cousin on my father's side. She's a stick. And um, she's always been slim, like her whole life, baby, no baby, she's been slim. I was not fat as a kid. I was athletic. Both my father and my mother, mother were athletic individuals. They had very stocky builds. My dad is like a bodybuilder. He has broad shoulders, chicken legs, you know, big chest, so the B cut, he got all of that. My mom in her prime, she was very like Aunt Viv from um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when she was dancing. Mm -hmm. And you saw like that long lean look. 
that was her. My parents are mesomorphs. They can quick, they can build muscle fast, pick up weight fast, or drop it quickly. It just depends on how they diet. So two mesomorphs made my mesomorph fast. All right, I do the same thing. I'm prone to building muscle and I can drop fat pretty quickly as long as I remain disciplined in what I'm eating. Um, so that being the case, as a kid, I was athletic. I played every sport, just about. Didi didn't play sports. Didi cheered and did hair, okay? So of course she's gonna be skinny. But my grandmother, my, my paternal grandmother, could not stop comparing the two. So that gave me a lot of like, I'm just the biggest bitch that's out. I'm shaped like a sack of oranges. Like, you know, it was, I had a very negative view of myself. But as I've been on my weight loss journey, I'm learning to love my physical self more. And what I'm really learning is the streets think a nigga cute. I did not know. Uh, but the amount of heifers hopping in my DMs, talking about, oh, you got a good bill. Oh, I want to lay in them strong arms. Oh, them shoulders look like you could pick up the world. Like, I'm just like, stop. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I do. I, I'm bench 225, I guess. Like, <laughs> so like you know, it's... It's, it's new. It's new to me. And so I'm learning how to navigate that. But I can't, I would be remiss to say that when it's time to do the do, that those thoughts don't come flooding in. Um, and it's, it's really been, um, what's been working for me is just basically a pep talk. Like, hey, bitch, you ain't the fat heifer you used to be. All right. You was cute then, but you're fine now. All right. She chased you. She's coming to you. You ain't have to put in hardly any effort. All right. You got the shit. Now pop it. <laughs> and I have to give, you know, like uh, y'all remember on Insecure when Issa be in the mirror talking to herself, hyping herself yes. up. Mm -hmm. I do that before sex every time. <laughs> I gotta I gotta hype myself up. Because if I don't, I'm gonna be too up in here and it's gonna be weird, you know? So definitely I guess to answer the question, I deal with my insecurities by being my my biggest cheerleader. Like looking at the facts. Remembering, hey, I'm not where I want to be. You know, I'm still about 80 pounds out of my goal weight, uh, but I'm not where I was either. And just looking at like, hey, you exerted very minimal effort and you finna clap some cheeks. That is a celebration right there, my boy. So go clap them cheeks. Clap the fuck out of them. Turn this bitch into a kindergarten graduation. Clap everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. Beat that cat like a flow seat man. All right, bro. Like I gotta do it. I gotta, I gotta cheer myself on until I believe what I'm hearing. And, and to even add a little bit on to that, I remember when I was at my smallest after 18. Let's put it that way. Uh, I was extremely unhappy. Um, like I will look in the mirror and I know that other people are congratulating me on the amount of weight that I lost and all those other great things and they're just like you look so great you look good Vernon and it's not that I didn't appreciate them I didn't appreciate the compliments and all of that but when I looked in the mirror it wasn't that I saw a big person or anything it it, I saw a person that I didn't love. I saw a person mm. that I didn't enjoy. And it wasn't until, granted, there was a little bit of depression going on with the, the weight gain in itself. But I also recognized that after I put on a little bit more weight and my face started to look a little bit more puffier and the titties came a little bit back, I started to like appreciate the way that I looked a little bit more. I started to see myself as being a lot more sexy. And I started to see myself as being 
like beautiful once more and mm -hmm. it was at that moment that i realized okay i don't have to be this thin dude i don't have to be the dad vibe motherfucker to feel be sexy i just have to look the um the way that makes me feel sexy granted mm -hmm. the weight that i am right now i do need to lose because i'm not at my goal rate weight i'm a good 80 um to 100 pounds off where i want to be but at the same time that that goal weight is still going to be a chubby dude and mm -hmm. like understanding like the thing that really helped me overcome my insecure insecurities was allowing myself to love me outside of what society tells me i need to be and that helped yeah. me uh appreciate me a lot more that helped me see that oh you're still beautiful. Now, I will say the thing that often feeds into my insecurity is the fact that none of these motherfucking companies are trying to have plus size clothes for men. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, pay for the extra fabric. Like, yeah. it is what it is. I know that it's like, not, it's not a huge market. It's technically a huge market, honestly. <laughs> like, <laughs> in multiple ways. That was ways. a pun. <laughs> <laughs> right, in a multiple way. Not a huge budget. It's a huge budget. <laughs> like, get, get, let us get some pants that we can fit. Like, I, I would love to have a lot more jeans that I could walk around with, a lot more dress pants that I could walk around with. But in order for me to do that, I have to like what wait up until like or go to the fucking Walmart at six or seven a.m. and hope they just put out the new shit so I can get something or pay extremely high price just to find my size no we're not doing that i think that's so that's such an exploitation of, of of people's size that extended sizes cost more yes you yeah. may be using more fabric but at the same time this country is an extended size country okay everything mm. big as hell in america so really you would make more money charging the same amount but because they know that obesity is a crisis and on the rise and and body body positivity god damn i am not able to talk today <laughs> body positivity is slowly making an upward tick you know they're trying to exploit those people and that's fucked up because a big nigga need just as much clothes as a little nigga why does the little mm -hmm. nigga get to save more money you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like i feel like that's a form of discrimination for sure and I don't appreciate it. I really don't. But shout out to American Eagle who charges the same for everybody. See, I got I got the shirt yeah. on right now. American <laughs> Eagle said whether you a big bitch or a small nigga, you gonna look good. Yeah. Okay. And you gonna pay the same price. American Eagle, baby, feel free to sponsor us because we love you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was actually really gonna say like there are certain brands and companies like American Eagle who really you know do support people of all people of all sizes and shapes and really go out of their way to make sure that their clothes are affordable that mm -hmm. you are not paying an excessive amount for things that you would get in other places and so yeah big yes. big props to you know american eagle and for other places that do that, and lucky um, brand too yeah. lucky brand jeans mm -hmm. that when i was a big nigga a bigger nigga they kept a 52s 52 29 baby they had them <laughs> They had them. I was I was short and round, and they had me. I was short, round, and stylish. <laughs> Shout out to you. And you know, it, anytime I'm thinking about the nature of like, um, you know, body positivity, or you know, just um, you know, just 
thinking about uh, conversations that, you know, we constantly have about the body and things like that. Uh, for some reason, my mind always goes to the great poet Paul Lawrence Dunbar with the nature of we wear masks. And especially when we get to talking about black and brown people, uh, we wear masks each and every day, some that are self-imposed while other masks are forced on us. And so if you've been told all your life that you are unattractive because of your body type and that, you know, those certain limitations, by those certain limitations, you know, should always be on you, you, uh, you know, kind of unconsciously begin to formulate, you know, those ideas and those opinions. And so they become a part of the way that you think. So you believe that if I don't look, you know, a certain way, or, you know, I don't fit this, you know, particular, you know, brand or mold, then, um, you know, then innately there's something wrong with me. And it always becomes, I think, a lot of times, uh, I think it starts for a lot of us from like family members and, you know, yes. just things that people say to us that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we chalk it up, you know, when we're little as like, oh, it's teasing or, you know, like, like just not even paying attention to it. But then when you start to get older and you start to realize like some of those things that, you know, kind of like stay with you, like even if it is in a joking manner and that's how you may have took it at the time, you still may deep down like feel some sort of way about it because it's like, it, it's, not necessarily clouded, but it's like turned a little bit of your worldview about what you even think about the nature of the body. And mm -hmm. so I like, I know for me, like I was, you know, I've always been short. I'm like five, three, five, four. I haven't grown since the ninth hey. grade at all. You know, Same. I haven't grown since ninth grade. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's, a, you know, props to all of our, you know, uh, swallow people out there. I will but, say you, know, you look tall on video though. I wouldn't know you were short. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what, well, you know, like tr trying to, you know, I try to have good posture. So, right. you know, it kind of try to elevate. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, I thought you were like five, seven, five, eight, you know. Ooh, I wish. <laughs> I can't, I can't. No, but, you know, um, <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's like, but you know, learning to love the body and the skin that you're in, that it, it, it's such a long journey. Like I remember one of the, one of the prime things that I think I went through in trying to like struggle with the nature of my body image was because even though I was a shorter guy, I always had broad shoulders. And so to me, something about it, like, I don't know why, like for whatever reason, like it didn't equate right. Like I remember I never used to like dressing out for gym and, you know, stuff like that in school. And I remember one day, like something happened, like to like one of like the shirts I was wearing or something. I don't know if I spilled something or whatever. Uh, one of my, I call people associates in school. Uh, we weren't friends, but like somebody tried to like give me like a shirt. And I, when I went to put the shirt on, like it was like tight at the top. And I'm like, wait a minute, why is this fitting like this? Like this guy is taller than I am and stuff like that. Like I'm like this, like to me, like this body to ratio wasn't matching. <laughs> like why is this happening? <laughs> and so realizing that, oh, it's because of the fact like his frame is a lot like smaller than mine. So, you know, mm -hmm. even though I'm short, that that was that first conscious moment. It was like, oh, but Tyrell also realized you may be shorter, but you also have broader shoulders. So you just can't fit into, you know, like a, like a smaller, you know, just t-shirt at the time, you right. know? So I don't know why that was like a very like signal moment for me, but it had me to know that, okay, just because I don't like, look like how this guy is or because I'm a different height or of a different weight then that automatically equates to fitting things you know that are right. meant to be the same so but yeah it, it's it's one of those things that I think that 
in dealing with body image, you have to first, I think, stop to sit in it. Like that's the first thing, first and foremost thing. Any type of insecurity that you have, especially I think about your body, you have to learn to like sit in that insecurity. Like really ask yourself, why is this an insecurity for me? Is it because of like what I've been told, you know, throughout my family? Is it because of like, I see images of this on like social media, you know, or, or in the media? I just had someone um, who was writing a paper recently. They were writing on the nature of this um, for as far as speaking about women, as far as living in this age of the Kim Kardashian body, which is like the slim, thick fit, you know. Uh, so you that know, shit having, is fake. <laughs> yeah. And so like it's kind of like having, you know, these, these ideas about what it means to have like this slim waist, but have like this, you know, big, robust butt and, you know, just all those type things like that. And recognizing, Adrian, like you just said, like that, that's not, that's not realistic. And even if it is, you have to recognize if you're talking about celebrities, these celebrities are paying to have what mass like train like personal trainers and you know things like that like they All can afford to like it's like if you have that type of money you can afford to look like that right okay. i heard a phrase one time you not ugly you just broke yeah mm. <laughs> exactly broke. exactly exactly <laughs> so you know just thinking about you know just first if you are having any type of body insecurity just really just sitting with it and really trying to assess where is this insecurity kind of like stemming from first and foremost and then i think after that i think there's multiple ways you can try to deal with body insecurity one if it's an insecurity that you have that is like being reflected on yourself that you know that you kind of want to change for you then make the appropriate steps that you want to take to to kind of like work on it, reflect on it. So if you know if you want to lose like 20 pounds, like make a plan, you know, make a plan to do that. That, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be in the gym, but you know, that could mean like you're doing other types of exercises or workout routines or whatever that is. Like find something that makes you feel good about yourself. So that way, when you do reach that goal, and guess we speak when you do, cause we like to manifest things here. Dude, you know, dude. so that way when you do reach those goals, it's like, no, okay, I did this for me. Not yes. because somebody else told me something, not because I felt like I needed to like look like this, but I actually did this for me. And it's going to make you feel so much more, so much more whole as a person mm. when you find, start to see that, wait a minute, there was nothing that was wrong with me. However, I'm still not ignoring the feelings that I had, though. And so because of those feelings, I took the necessary steps to feel better about yeah. me, you know, so. And that's that's I'm glad that you mentioned that because I think many people fall in that trap where they do decide to make changes to their lives because they want to fit in for other people's uh, sense of beauty rather than mm -hmm. what they find beautiful for themselves. Because I even remember for myself dealing with my own uh, insecurities about my weight, where I had to ask myself, it's like Vernon, are you really trying to change yourself because other people feel as though that you um, look a certain type of way that they feel like you need to lose weight? How do you actually feel about yourself? First off, do you love yourself in this moment? <laughs> and if you don't love yourself right now, why is it that you don't love yourself? Where Where's this lack of love coming from? And remember how you used to feel about yourself uh, when you were younger. 
when did that change how did that change and how can you get back to that point and is it possible for you to get back to that point while you still look with the way that you do right now and i'm a firm believer that you have to love what you look like right now before you do decide to make those changes because like i said i know what my ideal weight is but at the same time i still love the way i look right now and i'm going to continue continue to love myself at every different stage of what my appearance may look like because I have that self-love present right now and I know that the changes that I will be making is for myself so yes exactly Tyrell definitely and to piggyback on what you said it, that really is true um, because I started from an athletic build you know I think I had like 23% body fat um, and then when I got to college you know picked up the freshman 15 then the sophomore 30 then the junior 45 and then it was like <laughs> god damn you know and and once I was at my heaviest, even though I had lost, you know, once I started losing weight, I still felt the same. And that was because I didn't love me. Like I, I had to fall in love with me to one, get long-term progress because it was always yo-yo. You know, I might do well for a few months and then pick it right back up and worse. Um, and I was just like, well, I'm tired of this cycle. What's going on? And I realized I didn't love me. And if you don't love you, um, it, it's gonna, it's gonna, that's gonna touch every aspect of how you see yourself. So it wasn't until I learned to love Adrian for Adrian and then began to work out and diet and, you know, do yoga and practice, you know, living intentionally that I maintained the progress and actually increased it. Um, and so now, you know, almost 200 pounds from where I was, it's like, I did do it and I am happy. And if I don't lose another pound, I'll be cool. But I still want to because it's like, I want to I wanna just keep chiseling away and creating the body that I want. And before when I would try to lose weight, it was like, oh, if I lose enough weight, this person will want me or my dad will love me or my mom will be proud of me. And it, it went from that to, I want to lose weight because I'm trying to chisel out a motherfucker that will drop every penny I'm in a, in a radius of. I'm trying to set bitches on fire. And I can do that when I get there. But with great power comes great responsibility. I'm not going to be responsible. I'm going to be very, very negligent. Very, very reckless <laughs> with, with, the, with the turning on of bitches. Okay, I'm going to do it. So it's God that is sparing them. <laughs> motherfucker. But I'm coming. Lock up your daughters. Keep your sons in the house. Because Draco is coming. <laughs> I wasn't able to get that confidence until I began to love myself. So definitely Tyrell and Vernon, y'all are spot on with that. For sure. It starts with you. I love that. I love that. And also something that I do want to make known as well is as you are working on yourself or any type of body goals that you have also when, especially when it comes to, I think, dating and relationships and things like that, please make sure that you are not getting into situations where you are being fetishized as well, yes. because yes. Um, there's a very blame aspect. Like it's okay. Like, Hey, if you are, you know, a bit of a skinnier person, if you have a love for chubs or, you know, whatever that is. I mean, of course, you know, love what you love, but I don't want my people on the receiving end to feel like just because like this person will, you know, have sex with me or, you know, like whatever, then all of a sudden, then that means something, you know, kind of implicit. So, because my, uh, 
you know, kind of push back for that is that, okay, yeah, this person is willing to have sex with you, but are they willing to be seen with you out in public? Mm. You know, right. so it's kind of like, you know, if you look, if you wanted to have a hookup, you know, everything like that, that's all well and good and all, but just don't delude yourself into thinking that, oh, okay, just because this person gives me this time and attention because I look a certain way, then that automatically means something else. So mm-hmm. just, you know, to have that kind of, you know, caveat there. Mm. Yes, for sure, yes. for sure. That's the word. That's why I tell people, like, most definitely when it comes to dating, I'd rather date somebody who appreciates my body and not sexualize my body any day yes. because I want them to appreciate the curves, every part of it. it kind of like worshiping the way but not necessarily worshiping my body but they if i send them a new they're happy that i sent it to them and it's not because it made them feel like yes it's it's because they just love to see my body and uh, rather than they only want to see my news so that it can provide some sexual gratification is something that they can jack off to is something that they can like find um some sexual uh fulfillment out of it granted yeah for those who love to send news have at it i love that for you all and you know even if i want to send my partner for uh, uh news for that reason I'm open to doing that, but if every single day they choose to appreciate me, that's that goes a long way versus just, oh, I just want to see your news or I just mm-hmm. want to see your body kind of shit. Yeah. So, and I will so, share with y'all a little nude that I did. Don't worry, it's not me actually nude. <laughs> 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 but like, like, ooh, um, yes. like uh, don't you don't you play with me, boy? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is one that's been making the rounds. Oh, okay. bitch. yeah, okay, yeah. You know, but but two years ago, you would have never got that. I would have never did that. You would have never seen that. <laughs> but you know, the I've been working on the shoulders and the traps and the you know the chest and the stomach. And t- you know, I've been doing yeah. a lot. Of yeah. And so, you know, as you as you feel better, you get that confidence, and that confidence allows you to to reach markets that you weren't reaching before. Um, I will say for my people that's actually you know if you're trying to lose weight and things, and you know like like Tyrell said, you may not have to you know go to the gym. You could do other exercises. That's true, but also seventy five percent of the work that you're going to do is not in the gym. It's nutrition. Mm-hmm. You have to learn what body type you have. You have to learn what fuels that body type. You have to learn how you burn fat, how you how you pick up muscle. You know, your fitness journey is literally that. You you are the only you to ever exist. So you've got to tailor your training and your nutrition to you. And those of you, you know, it's something that's trial and error. You know, I used to think that protein was the way because that's what you hear protein builds muscle you need to eat a lot of protein to build muscle i actually don't have to eat hardly any protein to build muscle i have to maintain complex carbs so spinach sweet potatoes um kale those things are what bring my muscles to the forefront because it puts me into ketosis which has me burning fat and while i'm burning fat i'm weight training which i'm building my muscles myself i only have to take in maybe 10 15 grams of protein daily and that's not what you hear. That's not mm-hmm. what you see. That's not what you, that's not mainstream. But it took me the years of learning uh, with trial and error and figuring it out that 
that's what works for me. A low carb, you know, medium to high protein diet with excellent hydration and stay away from sugars. I'm not, I'm not a sweet person. I don't like cake. I don't like candy. I don't like any of that. But a bitch will tear up some Coca-Cola. I love Coca-Cola. <laughs> Every time you see me, you probably see me with a Coca-Cola. Um, but I had to chill out on the Coke because it's just one can is like 200 fucking calories. Mm. I was drinking cans a day, like three, four, five. Just half of my caloric intake was Coke, you know? And once I cut out Coke, it just start falling off. These are things that you learn as you as you are on the journey. And yeah. even if you don't know what to do, it is okay to link up with somebody who does or who is, you know, you see someone that's where you want to be, ask them because nine times out of 10, they're going to be happy to tell you everything that they do. And someone who's, you know, really fitness minded or, you know, very cares about health and, and health and wellness, they're going to tell you, this is what works for me. You could start as a base here, but you're going to tailor your, your actions to you. Don't listen to anyone telling you, I got the secret. I know what it is. Do this, 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 this. No, because true weight loss, true, true, true weight loss and health and muscle building is a lifestyle change. It's not something you do temporarily. It is who you become. Mm -hmm. And just like any journey, there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. Celebrate those victories. Do not dwell on the failures. We all failure. We all failure. God damn. We all fail. And failure is a part of success. Yes. Just keep going every yes. day. Just keep going. Y'all can do it. Auntie, believe in you. <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. Not y'all. It's talking to the people. <laughs> y'all can do it too. Damn. <laughs> damn. I was feeling important for a second. I knew you was talking to them too, but damn. <laughs> I got to talk to my baby. You know, I'm your uneducated friend <laughs> We're gonna yeah i did it again i did it the fight. fuck again we're going to fight Look, if y'all if y'all hear a report of a vernon t scott going to jail for abuse i'm sorry um blame uh, adrian <laughs> i want i want i want y'all to know that if vernon pull up on me he ain't going to jail and he is getting folded like a picnic table. I okay, so y'all won't be seeing that report at all. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I am scared. And when Vernon pop up pregnant, it's me. I'm the happy. <laughs> Y'all gonna see it. No DNA testing. None. 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 <laughs> we know. <laughs> Conception date 7923. <laughs> You heard it. <laughs> Kindergarten <done>. graduation. <laughs> <laughs> On a different note, since we're already talking about sex at this point. So um, what is sex positivity? Um, I so I like to think of myself as sex positive, but I'll be honest, I really don't know what it means. Oh, <laughs> I'm just pro-sex. Like if you trying to fuck, fuck. As long as you got consent and you say, get it how you live. But I don't know if like that's really what it is. That's just how I feel. Honestly, that is it. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. I'll stay positive. <laughs> I can say no. it confidently now. <laughs> I'm so done. You got anything to add on that, Tyrell? Yeah. So, I mean, when I think about what it means to be sex positive, I think it's like, again, it starts with a, with an idea, 
like a mindset is the idea that, you know, you innately believe like people should have the space to um, explore, learn, uh, embody whoever that they want to, you know, whoever that they want to be, um, you know, sexually without, um, I think like the judgment and the shame that, you know, comes with it. And especially when we talk, I think when we, especially when we talk about the aspects of being like non-judgmental, non-judgmental doesn't mean like oh like you're just like on board for everything but it is i think it's ultimately respecting people's choices though Mm -hmm. and so uh you know respecting people's choices regarding the uh like aspects of uh diversity uh gender expression as adrian said the nature of consent first thing you know first and foremost and so you put these you know you put these things into practice and yeah, I don't, you know, I doesn't, I don't think, you know, being sex positive is any type of, you know, like rocket science, but, you know, of course, but it is to say, like, you have to have the mindset that you believe that people should have the freedom to explore uh, sex, uh, you know, sexual expression, gender expression, how they, you know, how they, they feel the need to. I also want to put just a little nugget in there. I know people like say like shaming is wrong. You can still Something cannot be for you and you not be shaming it. Okay. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's not those they're not mutually or they're not damn it. I can't remember mutually which exclusive. Mutually exclusive. Yeah. 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 Thank you, college friends. Um <laughs> <laughs> they're not the, one can be true while the other is also true. I just because I'm not huge on anal does not mean I shame people that like it. I it's not for me. Okay, but if you want your pussy blown out, get it blown out. I'm here for you, rah rah. Use the lube. All right, relax, yes. take a deep breath. Pop as if you're nasty. All right, but I, I myself will not be um engaging in that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just not for me, and that's okay. You can be sex positive and still have hard nose. That doesn't. The the two are not like the same. I cannot be into something but still be a sex positive person. Or am I wrong? Doctor? No, you, no, you're yeah, completely absolutely. right. You're completely no. right. And, I think. And, and it's just all about your approach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like sure. that's, that's an important message to put out there because some people really do think that sex positive, positivity means that you have to accept everything. And it's really not mm-hmm. that. It just means right. that you're not going to shame people for what two uh, consenting adults decide to do with, them, with their bodies. It's uh, right. none of your business and you act as though it's none of your business because it is none of your business and you keep it moving. Like, mm-hmm. I know even there's even some aspect of sex positivity that some people are comfortable with, comfortable with where there's a, a blamelessness or something like that. Like, people will think that sex positivity is equated to like promiscuity meaning that Mm -hmm. oh i can fuck as many people as i want and anybody who is doing less than that you're not as sex positive as i am no that's not sex positivity that just means you're and that's okay if that's the case most definitely Mm -hmm. if that promiscuity is coming from a healthy place if it's coming as a trauma response go to therapy um please please yeah Like, it's important to recognize that um, regardless of how much sex a certain person has uh, or how little sex that they have or what type of sex that they engage in, long as that consent is there and all parties are agreed upon and they're uh, experiencing what they identify as safe, there's no issue at all. Exactly. Cool. 
exactly. Mm-hmm. And I even find that in the nature of, uh, you know, pe- when, you know, when I talk to people about being polyamorous, it's, it's one of those aspects where people's immediate mind, of course, one of the stereotypes, of course, is always just to, go, is just to go to sex, <laughs> right? And then my thing is like, you know, I don't mean to be rude and stuff as like, because like, people know I'm in English, I'm, you know, in writing studies and I'm like, okay, clearly we need to like brush up on definitions and, you know, like our vocabulary, because if you look in the nature of the dictionary, amory literally means love. So if you put the nature of poly, which we mean know is multiple, amory, which is love, it's really not that hard to figure out. Like, of course, mm-hmm. sex is a big part of things, but polyamory, of course, just meaning that you're open to multiple loves. And so mm-hmm. the nature of how people will stigmatize as to say like, oh, well, you know, why would you want that? Why would you do this? Most, a lot of people that I know in poly communities do not have that same reaction to monogamy. You know, it's like, no, it's like, we love people who are, you know, monogamous. Hey, do you, just because I do something different, that's not to shame, you know, shame anything that you do. So it is to say, you know, like in talking about being sex positive, you know, it's like, if you have the thought about, if you see somebody with a, a crop top that has the word slut on it you know like if you immediately think like oh that person must be a slut like really take some time with yourself to really feel like okay well why did i like what did i connote or associate with the fact that just because this person was wearing a crop top like i just assume like they're a slut they could be like, a virgin in that crop top. They exactly. So, yeah. Sex. And so that's the thing. It's kind of like you have to really sit and think about why it is you have the certain mind frames that you do. And it's not to say that just because you do like, oh, my God, like you're a horrible person. But it is to say like, hey, this could be like a learning lesson for you, like in this moment as to say like, hmm, why did I? Because I mean, we've all been there where we have made, you know, preconceived judgments or, you know, whatever about somebody or a particular group. And so it's to say like sit in that for a moment as to say like wait a minute why did i actually have this response mm. you know i feel like if, am i mistaken isn't aren't those shirts slut, slut shirts like a uh uh activist movement i feel like i, they are. So. I think so it started with amber rose and the slut slut walk mm. so like they're not basically taking back the word itself you know um because when amber started that like violence against women was like really climbing um, and all women too, trans women as well. Yes. It was a lot of, you know, sexual assault, you know, and misconduct happening and they were trying to center it on, well, look how she dresses. Bitch, mm-hmm. I could be butt ass naked. That doesn't give you the right to mm-hmm. enter my pussy. Ever, <laughs> never. Exactly. If I didn't yeah. say, you got the green light like Beyonce told us, you better stay the fuck away. Um, yeah. But I love that as a culture, we are moving more towards, you know, well, moving away from that, um, believing women more and things like that. But there are still those classic deniers that are, oh, she's she's always around boys and she, she's, she's got more guy friends than girlfriends. She's asking for it. No woman is ever asking for anything. No man is ever asking for anything. No person that has not explicitly said, I would like you inside of me, <laughs> is asking for anything. Whether, whether they're dressed a certain way, whether they listen to a certain music, whether they carry themselves in a certain way, if you don't have permission, you best not touch. And I, I don't play about consent at all. I will dead a motherfucker quick. 
and you can revoke consent as Tyrell said in our last episode you can revoke it at any moment you could be this close to my coochie and I, if I say no you go any further that's right my boy and I'm going to defend myself and and speaking of the fact of uh, body shaming and the nature of it being in media and things like that, for whatever, whenever this episode drops, just think about recently what has gone on in the headlines with Kiki Palmer and the Bro. nature of her and the nature of her, you know, partner. It is to say, okay. hello, Clownery. we don't have to, we don't, listen, guy, and I and I say this to my class all the time, when we be talking about lessons and stuff like that, like, I don't have to make these things up. Like, you literally mm-hmm. see this like, play out, mm-hmm. you know, like, play out. You know, so, mm-hmm. we, you know, we can have a whole entire conversation about that. No, so really, I'm just saying, look at no, some real you life don't, examples. You don't bring that up and think that the episode's over now because we talked about no, this shit. Yeah, so, <laughs> Like, you know, well, like this is literally a prime, <laughs> literally a prime yeah, example. We literally, just speak on the fact that Buddy is insecure for no fucking reason. Thank you. It's Usher, my nigga. Usher. First of all, let's not forget Usher has a little parting gift. I doubt that your baby mama <laughs> is just gonna hop on that without, you know, heavy consideration. Again, not shaming those with the same gift that Usher has, but you know. She, Kiki, she was happy being a mother. She's not going to expose herself to anything that's going to endanger her child or her partner. Furthermore, you, my nigga, were p- taking pictures in your drawers, thirst trapping like a motherfucker. First of all, you are not the breadwinner. You are living off of Kiki. And I guarantee you, you better tread lightly because there's many a nigga that know how to play their role. Where would you want to wear, baby? I'm cool. Like, you coming to suck my dick. Right? This the dick, this, this the ass Usher wanted but couldn't get because it's mine. Like, that's, that's, the fact that he's making such a fuss is fucking hilarious. And the thing, <laughs> and the thing is, and let's talk about the attack on women for a second. And this is something that, you know, and particularly for our brothers out there, like, this is a clear, like, learning lesson. Is mm-hmm. that even if you, it, you know, because it's like to say, let's, like, try to take this in the opposite way. No, he should not be trying to police her body with the things that she wears, first and foremost. But mm-hmm. even if you, it, but even if not to disregard his feelings, like, if for some reason you had a problem with the way that, you know, she went to the concert or whatever, had some type of problem with the way she dressed, what made it on behalf of you to feel like you had the right to go online on social media to publicly on shame it. one Speak your on partner it. who you je- who is the mother of your child who mm-hmm. you, you just had a child with Chris. that you are living with and on top and of that of- not recognizing <laughs> the repercussions that were going to happen because of it because now because of your ignorant ass comments now you have opened up the floodgates for now all these other men to talk about the nature of your woman Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so you I'm just like, and she said he saw me before I left. So why then did you not speak on it before she left? Because it sure really wasn't. Because it really. Because at the end of the day, it really wasn't about the way. It really what wasn't was about it? the outfit. It was, was about the fact when she put when those videos posted and she saw the. Cl- it was unfortunately it was about Usher. Like it you know, Usher. Usher, it was about baby. Usher. And I, 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 and Usher I mean, is almost fifty, y'all. Exactly. Like, what are you scared of? Like, for, he had three knee replacements. You and your mind, <laughs> my nigga. What are you worried about? Uh, a, I'll be damned if the fifty-year-old woman got me shaking in my boots. I promise you, 
she won't. <laughs> like, the, the, the thing, like, going into insecurities most definitely while, like, dating somebody and romantic relationships and all that other shit is that I feel like we really do need to have this conversation about toxic masculinity and how that feeds into the insecurities. Like, how the fuck do you think Kiki Palmer, for whatever the fuck reasons, give a damn, like, yeah, she, she loves, she's a fan of Usher. You know that. Like, what makes you think that she's going to sleep with this man? Do you not know your own woman? Everybody on the fucking internet knows Kiki is not going to sleep with motherfucking Usher. How the fuck you don't know that? Like, how the fuck can um, fucking Usher bring you any kind of insecure? I understand a basic motherfucker like me. I'm out here and I'm out on the streets and I'm dating somebody and Usher pull their motherfucking hands and it looks like Usher's about to fuck that night. I understand that my partner is probably not coming back home to me that night i get that i get that but this is a whole public ass figure kiki knows better kiki knows herself she knows everything that she needs to know she's been in these circles multiple times this is not her first usher concert nigga like and she was what? around trey song she was around fucking uh, uh john legend she's been around plenty of niggas but now you mad <laughs> right like what do you think usher's gonna do like literally what do you think usher's gonna do break his uh, fucking ankle like what 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 was he gonna do sorry that was a, that was like a, a age joke i'm that sorry ages. It that was very ages i apologize <laughs> i know a lot of people that's like 50 plus and they got some strength on them i love that for that them. old man strength but like, is unmatched. <laughs> it is unmatched like look we're not going into that but yeah. like <laughs> usher, what the fuck are you gonna do like yeah. not usher him and, and it's just like I say, it's just the nature of the audacity. It's not like, you know, like it, because my thing is at the end of the day, for any reason, if you had a problem with the way she looked or whatever, like to me, it's like, why is it the immediate response is to go to social media? Like if I am mm -hmm. having a problem with the way, like I feel like my woman is walking out the house or whatever, that's something I'm going to address privately. Like why, why? Because he Why wanted take to, to shame her. Exactly, he, exactly. It was a malicious mm -hmm. act. Yeah, and I'm just so... like, because, and, and that's my thing that has always been with the nature of social media. And, you know, of course, like this is just a little side note. I really don't feel the nature to be as forgiving for people who go on the nature of like your Instagram lives, who mm -hmm. post things that are malicious. Because my thing is like, at some point, even if you do things that are like in the heat of the moment, there is like one step, okay, I'm mad. Two, I'm going to my phone. Three, I'm about to post this message. Four, I'm about to click submit. So in, in all of those steps and all of those kind of like, you know, multi-mini steps, it never occurs to you to be like, okay, wait a minute. I'm in my feelings for a moment. Like, mm -hmm. let me let me mm. settle down for a minute. So like you say, it's, it's too maliciously with intent publicly yep. shame and not just shame anyone but the woman that you are with the woman again that has just had your child the woman mm -hmm. that you live with like it's just the disrespect and the audacity. <laughs> we gotta be clear, we gotta be clear. again the disrespect <laughs> and the audacity i can't bro right. audacity got to be on sale what are god because Niggas and buy one, get one free. You buy it for yourself and you give it to your homeboy, and all y'all motherfuckers are still wrong. <laughs> like, it's all it's on clearance or something, I swear, because yeah. it has been in high demand. Hey, Adrian, like you said, because it's like for people who may not necessarily even be familiar with him, because I know I certainly like was I mean, I think I saw I him know, like once or twice. But like mm -hmm. you say, it when it comes out about the fact like 
okay, you talking about your, you know, supposedly your woman, but yeah, you up here person posting thirst trap pictures every other day. Like, really? And she didn't blast your ass <laughs> ever. Cause she knows like, what she got. She knows yeah. you that dick belongs to her. Look, so it's okay. All I know mm-hmm. is if Kiki Palmer posts of anything saying, "Hey, I'm having auditions for a stepfather role. Uh, it is paying free housing." That's all I need. <laughs> like, bitch, do you need me to cook? Do you? I can watch the baby. I'm good with kids. I can do everything that you need. What's up? Like, Kiki, um, mm-hmm. I, I got you, girl. Like, we'll hey. make sure you're satisfied and everything. Like, yeah. what's up? Hey, Kiki, <laughs> you have an open invitation to the Lady Palm, baby. I be your gondola guy. Just <laughs> like, let a nigga know. Let a like, nigga exactly. know. Does, exactly. Does he not know that the generation that brought about black twitter we're still there and like we all are of kiki palmer's generation that we all love kiki palmer we we, saw Akila Akila. And the we, yes. we grew together with this one and you Miss know kiki i kind of have and i also have a affinity for kiki because you know we virgos together so you know her birthday's the 26th i'm the 29th so you know that's my right. virgo sister you know i'm like no you're not gonna no you're not gonna do this right now not not today Look, you That's literally came on actual Kiki's internet. You really came on Kiki's internet that day. And you th- thought Kiki's internet was going to be like, oh, you right, bro. No, you can have your little misogynist like crowd to support whatever the fuck you saying because they feel the same way about their women. That's because the family the ain't got nobody to serve no more. That Kevin died, so they rallying behind this nigga now. <laughs> <laughs> like, you better check that bitch. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. we're going to check all the fuck you. Like, who oh. the fuck are you? And of course, it's not even to, you know, like, of course, like, fetishize and sexualize it. But can we just talk about, like, if you saw that video when Kiki did the turn, like, can we just talk about how great she I mean, she's always looked good, but I mean, like, oh, like people were saying, like, people are paying to get the body that Kiki had, that Kiki had. I mean, like, the body is given. Kiki <laughs> is so fucking delicious. Like, oh, my God! Like, like Kiki, it's good. Kiki, baby, if you listening, Draco said you can get it. <laughs> you, you can have it. You ain't even gotta pay for it. Just to come get it. Come get me. I'm an excellent side nigga. I promise. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, like toxic masculinity yeah. really has fed so many insecurities in uh, men. Yeah. Kind of like what you mentioned earlier, Adrian, about how uh, some people feel like what was it? Like not necessarily having control over their partners. Are uh, I forgot what it was. I forgot. But like well, they're being insecure. Yeah, just being insecure within their relationships and how like you don't you have to as like get that validation from your partner or you have to mm. feel the need to control how they go outside or like why why is it that a lot of especially men today don't recognize that the person who's coming home to me is already the prize that i caught it is always already the person that i uh, obtained like i i would love for me to go outside and motherfuckers are trying to get my partner i'm sorry i i love it because at the end of the day we're coming home together like what did you think this was going to be like they're mm-hmm. here for a reason they chose me and they continue to choose me and they chose me way before you came into the picture so mm-hmm. what do you think you're going to take like you can't take why- nothing that don't want to leave exactly like 
it's it's so sad to see that uh, masculinity and insecurity is linked so strongly rather than understanding that having your own confidence in yourself that makes you a little bit more masculine like i don't give a damn like you cannot take my masculinity from me you really cannot you can't take my identity from me you can call me all kinds of fucking names all i have to do is just show attention to it and what and still not give a damn like exactly. i can like your post i can do everything i'm like oh that was actually a good joke but what the fuck are you going to change about my life like what are you going to strip i can go outside in a whole ass dress and still feel confident in my masculinity can you nigga that's the real problem a lot of them can't <laughs> and that's a simple yeah a lot of them can't and unfortunately it's one of those things that they transfer they they transfer those feelings onto you or mm -hmm. try to make or you know it's kind of like that reverse psychology or try to make you think that oh it's something that's wrong with you because mm -hmm. they feel a certain way mm -hmm. so you know at the end of the day i've always said that you cannot control how nobody feels you know and all you can do is control how you respond to people mm -hmm. yep. you know because people are going to show you their real colors you know they're gonna show you what type shit. of person they they are and all you can do is control how you respond mm -hmm. yep. and that's like right. i and i will i will have to admit that you know toxic masculinity is a trait that is upheld upheld by um people of all genders and uh, gender expressions mm -hmm. and on top of that if you or if you're in a relationship with any person and you're not liking the way that they're talking to you, the way that they're approaching you, the way that they're communicating. If you don't feel safe around that person, leave. Mm -hmm. Just that simple. Like, I hate seeing these um, comments about, oh, women are going to do the blah, 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 blah. They be doing the same blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, that might be true. But at the same time, why are you continuing to choose these people that you keep making these comments about? Like, why can't you choose something different? Why can't you choose something that feels a little bit different from you? If you feel as though that you cannot be vulnerable and open to this certain woman, this certain man, then leave. Find somebody else. Find somebody new. It's uh, 1 billion people out here on this planet. 11 billion, to be exact. Now, all these motherfuckers. <laughs> all these motherfuckers out here. Where did the other 10 go? <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and you know, also, when it comes back to, like, speaking about the body and body positivity, I really do believe, like, we need to be trying to drop the kind of archaic notions about i believe like everybody should be viewing their body as like you know a prize temple uh you know to themselves as a prize possession and not just have that narrative to be towards women of course we know that mm -hmm. women are high times more likely to uh be sexualized fantasized mm -hmm. be uh, at risk for you know prone to physical physical violence but i feel like this this trope about like we need to protect women's bodies but do not hold boys boys growing up accountable that we glorify the nature of mm. boys you know being physical you know being physical and being you know very physically intimate at very young ages like i followed a twitter thread once and it was it was shocking to me about how many um, men were talking about their very first like sexual experiences or Nine, just being 10, and, yeah 11, exactly 12. and i'm just like 
and they brag. Oh my god! Like, baby, you're a victim. You that's not yeah. okay. Like, yeah, that like that's not like it's just it's not okay. And so I think that you know again we need to tr try to drop these kind of archaic notions where we want to protect some people and not all people. No, children just in general growing up mm -hmm. need to yeah. be learning about the nature of their body, seeing their body as prize, and to learn and especially to teach boys as well to know what it's like to have respect for your body as well. Yeah. You know, so it's not something that needs to be divide divided up as to say like, oh, we need to protect, you know, this gender group more than this gender group or these people more than these people. No, it's a conversation that everybody needs to be a part of and to know like, no, th there's just certain things that's just not, it's not okay. And by doing that, you're glorifying one and victimizing another. Exactly. That's not fair. That's not fair. That's not right. If you are a child engaging in sexual behavior, whomever is engaging in that with you, whether male or female, they are a predator, period. You do not fuck children. I don't care. <laughs> Babysitters, principals, teachers, coaches, whether it's a boy or a girl, if it is an underage individual, you are a fucking monster and you need to burn in hell as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> And that's that. Yeah, that's that. our PS. Yeah, that's our PSA announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all know I can't stand motherfuckers fucking with kids because yeah, that's ruining yeah, their life yeah, before no. they even got to start it. Yeah. How yeah. dare you? And that's the thing. Like, I consider, like, as I think about myself, and I think the reason why I was actually able to get to a place when I started being intimate, because I started being intimate later on in my life when I was 25. And the mm -hmm. thing is, by me having to question certain things about like my body and things like that you know because you know Adrian it's like you said earlier it's like you know certain insecurities that you know you have you find out that you know like hey other people love and it's kind of like you know, it takes you yeah it's like it takes you a little bit of back it's like really but it's like mm -hmm. okay like if y'all like it then okay I can learn to love <laughs> you know and so but by you know engaging with the nature of the things that made me uncomfortable or you know kind of made me a little iffy about the way that I looked it was like okay I'm starting to kind of understand myself a lot more and things like that so you know for a lot of you know kids that are growing up who are being you know exposed to sex you know very young and i'm not saying you know because unfortunately we have a lot of people that are you know their choices and their innocence is taken away from them unfortunately but you know for people who are you know and kids you know obviously if you're under the age of 18 you know you cannot be in the right frame of mind to consent but it is to say if you are in certain situations where it's like you're thinking that this is okay the reason why you have, I think the reason why there's such mixed ideas about your body and sex as you grow up is because if you're exposed to it at such a young age, you don't know what it means. And instead of having to learn what it means for you, so that way you are feeling like you have much more autonomy and much more self-confidence as you get older, you know, it's like, okay, well, if I didn't been having sex since I was 11, 12 years old, it's like that sales ship has already said, you know, and so I'm not saying that to say like, oh, like you need to wait till you're in your 20s, you know, of course, to have sex mm -hmm. or anything, but to not engage in it or to do some self work about what you believe about your body and the things and the narratives that you tell yourself. So that way you can feel empowered when you are in physical and intimate situations where those insecurities may, you know, creep about. 
mm-hmm. and you know how to, to healthily deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And just for a self shout out for myself, um, shameless plug moment. <clears throat> well, Here it I might as well. Look, so by this point that this episode released, I will already be within my clinical rotations within uh, sex therapy and helping people with sexual traumas and whatnot. One of the things that I will be specializing in is adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse, uh, as well as Black men for general practice uh, related concern so if you're a black man and you need a therapist hit a motherfucker up named burn if you are a person that um falls within that spectrum of being an adult survivor of childhood sexual abuse regardless of your race just know that that's a a resource that's available to you most definitely if you're in the state of georgia so just putting that out there (laughs) yes um to get closer to the end of this episode uh, we did go over it briefly earlier on about uh, social media and its impact on uh, how we think about ourselves can we go back into that conversation and um, also to wrap things up can we also speak on how can one uh, love themselves more too Absolutely. So what I think about the nature of social media and body image is that I don't believe like it is a lot of times like when we see celebrities or we see uh, like influencers and, you know, people like that. I don't think that a lot of people have the the like a malicious intent about how they promote themselves. I think that people come into a lot of times wanting people to feel like the best about themselves body-wise. However, I think that what is not particularly understood is that, you know, you look like you do for a reason, you know, and the things that you talk about, you know, are not going to be readily available. So it's almost like when you speak from an experience that you, that a mass amount of your audience will never will never like know and then even if it is even if you know like you were you know necessarily say hey you know you've lost so much weight if you were a bigger person you know at one time in your life or whatever yeah you can speak to an ex you know you can speak to an experience but i think that sometimes in the messages of social media people miss the nature of yeah this is what you can do if you want this type of body or you want this type of shape but let's have a disclaimer here you are enough and you look very nice, just, you know, obviously just the way you are as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the caveat that is missed. So mm-hmm. I think with the nature of social media, you know, of course, we I'm not on Instagram personally, but I know a lot of people talk about like, you know, like people who promote, obviously promote a lot of their brands and stuff on Instagram and other parts of social media that it's like, okay, yeah this person is like my body goals or, you know, like something like that. And, you know, it's all taken, you know, as jokes and fun, but there is a very, you know, kind of dark and detrimental side to it, regardless whether or not the person who's doing the influencing recognizes it or not, Mm. you know? So yeah, that's kind of like my take on social media. Uh, for, hold on. (laughs) Let me pull it up again. (laughs) 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 Yeah, um, social media, like, I think we can all agree that it was a a good idea in theory. Um, And then in practice, it just became this 
uncontrolled entity that is that has a un un a very problematic amount of power, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel that um as far as social media is concerned, like Tyrell said, you may see, you know, oh so and so is my body goals. But at the same time, you gotta know that everything is not for everybody. Okay. According to the BMI, I should weigh 135 pounds. I haven't weighed that since I was like 13 years old. And I was skinny. I look sick at 135 pounds. That's not a healthy weight for me. So yeah, the BMI would say, oh, because I'm only 5'2", I should be between 130 and 140. But it doesn't take into the account, account my body structure specifically. I am very muscular my muscles are large and I'm short. So they just, they're compounded. If I was taller, they would be longer and leaner, but I'm five two. So my bicep is like a potato. Okay. Whereas, you know, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, he's going to have a Python because he's longer than me. Right. But I said all that to say the BMI does not take account, take into account body composition. Right. And just like others, other uh, scales of beauty may have inherent biases already built in. That's why we should not look to those things to define what beauty is. I'm very much in agreement with what both of you said. Beauty starts from within. You create your standard of beauty. You create how you want to feel. As long as you are happy with what you see. That is all that matters. Fuck any and everybody else that has something to say about it. Um, As far as uh, like how to love yourself more, honestly, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I can tell you what worked for me, which was I had to combat the negative thoughts. They don't ever go away. Spoiler alert. There's Mm -hmm. always a day or a moment or you know a time frame you may be stressed you may be overwhelmed you may be sick you may be tired those thoughts don't go away but what does happen is if you strengthen your internal voice you know you might look in the mirror and go bitch I'm bad as fuck no 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 no. (laughs) that's not how we talk about ourselves you know I am healthy I am happy I am whole I am beautiful you may not believe that shit at first but the, the the human mind is is it's quell for repetition. It loves rep- repetition. That is how we learn things. That is how ideas take root, just by repeating things. And you might not believe it at first, but as time goes on, you will begin to believe it. I mean, not to quote the Bible, but y'all know I grew up Christian. <laughs> <laughs> There's a verse that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Everything starts here in the mind. So you have to recondition your mind. You have to insert love where hate was bred. You have to insert positive feelings where negative feelings were given. You have to do the work. And it's a journey. And it's a struggle. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's rewarding. Sometimes it don't feel like shit really going on. But don't give up on you. Because like I always say, all you got is you. So you got to love you. You have to do the work for you. Exactly. Up to you. 
exactly i echo i echo so so much of that one of my uh practices just like when i'm trying to because i i tend to think of um on a serious note i really do believe to echo what adrian said like the nature of repetition what you know if it helps for you um to think about you know positive affirmations that you can you know give yourself each and you know each and every day and just like how they say like it takes 14 days to break a habit it also goes the same to pick up one i think as well so if you need to get into the habit of having positive affirmations for yourself please do on a more funny note I tend to say like when I'm trying to like feel myself or, you know, whatever, reaffirm myself, I say, look, just do one of those like Tyra Banks, uh, you know, model numbers, turn around in the, turn around in the mirror and just go ting. <laughs> like I always have my team moments where it's like, baby, you can't tell me nothing and I could be looking a hot mess, but you, I, you'll never, you'll never know that. Cause it's like the way I feel in my mind, like you just, you can't tell me nothing. Spoiler, I just had a moment, yes, I had maybe one or two days ago, I just felt like being goofy and being silly. I walked in front of my mom and she was like watching TV or eating something. I said, Ma, I need you to be honest with me about something. She's looking at me, she's like, what, what are you talking about? She's like, I was like, listen, I need you to tell me which side you think I look better on, my left or my right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know just being silly being goofy and she's like looking at me like boy if you don't get on <laughs> but the fact is, is that i need to be goofy and silly in that moment where it's like listen i need to know like what side is you know am i looking good on today like the left or the right i just i need to know right like so just let me know something so you know again you know as much as that is being silly like you know you have to find moments to joke and laugh also about you know the things that may give you in, you know that you have insecurities about and you know things like that so again on a serious note having those positive affirmations but then just learning just to like laugh at the things that you also feel you know insecurity about and it's not laughing to kind of like mask the pain you know that you feel as well because you definitely don't want to dismiss it but just learning to learning to love it because like adrian said you're not going it, insecurities are things i think that don't really ever go away like they they all they're always a part of you but it's the way that they manifest and the way that you deal with them is really what's key and what's important yeah. for sure i better say all those great things i love y'all so much <sighs> uh, let me add my poor two cents to that um she's like 42 cents <laughs> i said poor. specific number <laughs> i said poor two cents uh -oh. <laughs> poor quality like, okay 42? i'm like jackie douglas <laughs> <laughs> well still 42 cents still poor like you call like you do better than that Chalet, a little bit I i'm just trying to get the 50 you know <laughs> give me eight more cents <laughs> but um i will say oh bitch you know i'll take the shirt off real quick <laughs> but like i will say like social media in itself um though it is it has become such a very toxic place um you have the power to curate the space that you want with it as well uh, if that means blocking the comments blocking the likes and clearing your mind from all those other distractions do so if that means taking a break from social media always do that because look i'm 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 big on taking my little breaks like <laughs> i will take it if i need it and sometimes i really do be needing it uh, one of the things um, that i personally do to make myself feel good is that i i love looking at myself in black and white 
white. So I have my own little you black do and white. You love a black and white selfie. Bitch, Lord, you know Jesus. I do. You know I do. I'm like, is it TV, bro? What is going on? And I will have my hashtag um black and white model because i need people to know i am always modelesque and i'm always looking for like i'm the next talent if you see if you look at if you follow that hashtag probably you will see at least 50 pictures of vernon and probably like 30 of other people like but you're going to find vernon if you're looking for a model for your black and white shoot you better find a bitch okay (laughs) but that helps me feel good about myself it makes me feel confident even when i sometimes have my little rants or chats um for my little uh, stories or what have you on instagram i might have i might do that shit shirtless and feel great and feel good about myself because adrian stop it i cannot with you uh like it's not that i'm going to be showing the titties even though i i did like kind of like um hints that there was, it was free titty friday and i kind of put, moved the camera down and my auntie told me i need to get off the internet being grown yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> your auntie to mind her business i just some of us want to see it <laughs> But even things like that, I decided to make that into a, 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 a fun moment rather than a place of judgment because I'm feeling good about myself and I'm going to continue to feel good about myself. And also my favorite thing that I used to do for myself and I still do every now and again just to improve how much I love myself is giving myself a hug because sometimes I just need one and I give great hugs and I and I give myself you, good you hugs. You give great hugs, even though I only come up to your belly button, but I be there. like like, those are some of the things i i do for myself i know something that um, people can do generally looking at yourself in the mirror a lot more posting things like with affirmations on like notes around your mirror just reminding you how beautiful you are even looking at different parts of your body and identifying what you like about that and speaking positive things about those certain portions like oh my feet even though you might be a little bit dusty today girl you still look cute i like the way that you bent over to the left a little bit look at you how how can i make you look a little bit pretty you know what i have some nail polish let me go ahead and put some of that on there and look you look even better yes girl yes god like doing these things loving on yourself when you put lotion on your legs speaking positive energy into your body speaking the positive words oh i love how smooth my legs feel today oh i love how hairy my legs feel today I love how this lotion is rubbing on my skin and I love how it's making my skin healthy and beautiful. All these different things you can say about yourself, about your body that make you feel more in tune with yourself. It's a lot of things, but that's just me putting out a little bit of, you know. Yeah, that's actually one of my common practices. Um, I love the nature of, of course, not just bathing for hygiene purposes, of course, but I just love the the cleansiness of like taking my baths. And so I love the nature of applying like my cocoa radiant and stuff like that. My inside joke is like, you know, that's how I that I apply my cocoa radiant. That's how I stay radiant all the time. Like you better mm. you better know. Like so when I'm you know lotioning up, I'm trying to you know you know, get smooth and everything. I'm like, I do exactly that. I'm like, this is like what makes me, like, it makes me feel good. 
you know and just a side note Vernon to what you said earlier about posting like you know uh pics especially in the mirror y'all don't be ratchet and, per- and posting uh dirty mirror pics like clean your mirror. Like, like, like clean your mirrors really like I can't stand that but we don't think like, you're dirty look, 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 you're nasty. we're not gonna shame your body but we're gonna shame that yes you looking good but what the fuck is up with that mirror like, mi- how you like how don't do that y'all that that's not background. cute <laughs> like i saw i ain't even gonna i ain't gonna hold you somebody had posted like a, a mirror selfie and she was like, me featuring me. And I was like, should have been you featuring Windex. <laughs> <laughs> you cute. She was like, fuck you, Adrian. I was just like, I'm just saying. <laughs> At least you brushing. You brushing something. <laughs> like, y'all, if y'all gonna do the mirror pics, like, clean your mirror a little bit. Like, don't be having your mirror looking all dirty and ratchet. Like, that's not cute. Like, don't do that. Don't mm-hmm. do that. Uh, that's why I don't have, like look at your environment like there's been plenty of times there's a reason why i take my um photos certain ways certain angles because look sometimes my flow in my bedroom it ain't cute so y'all don't need to see that i need to like clean up this um my clothes and put them in the basket you, you don't need to see that but what you will see is a motherfucking looking good laying back on the bed like bitch you see these eyes you see the smile you see the <laughs> bitch you know this is gorgeousness like come on <laughs> yeah i do i sure do <laughs> I'm so done. I'm, I don't know why I act like everything you post is just for me. <laughs> like, because it is, bitch. You know it's it is. It's you not. It is. it is so egotistical of me. Like, <laughs> every time you post, I'd be like, yeah, that's right. You better post that picture for me, baby. You better post like, for Zaddy. <laughs> Comment. <laughs> it's either oh, me or Sharita on your shit. <laughs> Look, we need to talk about Sharita and this pregnancy that Facebook is trying to force on her. Girl. Like, oh my God. Like, social media. I'm going to tell Martin Zuckerberg to leave my friend uterus alone. Like, every time she played them little games, it's baby, 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 baby. I was like, damn. God damn. Oh, God. All righty. So, that's the episode. Y'all, thank y'all so much for joining me today. Adrian, Tyrell, y'all are beautiful, wonderful people. Uh, is there any last words that y'all would like to share with the audience before I close this out? Ooh. Uh, Adrian, you want to go first? Uh, sure, 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 sure. Um, last words, last words, last words. Look, baby, auntie don't have no wisdom for you right now, okay? But I think what we could take away is that you are perfect just the way you are. Now, is there room for improvement? Probably. Should you choose to? But if you choose to, make that your decision. Don't let anyone or anything influence or tell you who or what you need to be. This is your life. You write your own story. Love that. And just to echo onto that, I think like as far as actionable steps, if you are having, you know, those body insecurities or any type of insecurities for that matter, I think some good key important steps are to, uh, be with yourself first and foremost, you know, go to those places that scare you. So ask those tough questions and why you have that mindset. Confront, you know, the nature of those limitations that other people have placed on you. Cause when you think about it, what other people think about you is really none of your business. So you need to be concerned with yourself. And then lastly, always practice the nature of positive affirmations. It can do wonders for you, do wonders for you. Oh, thank y'all so much. And um, so 
audience out there, I, I, I was supposed to have like the third book of the sexual experience, uh, not sex, sexual experience, the um, sexual exploration journal out for everybody. And it was going to be body focused and, you know, life be lifing. So I won't have that out this year, but it will be next year. I'm still going to be working on it as things go on. And I know this year's category was body, but guess what? 2024 is still going to be body, bitch, because we still got work that we need to do and we still need to love on ourselves a lot more before we can go into the next uh level of wherever the fuck these sexual exploration journals are taking us so again the category is body and i love that for everybody so thank you all so much for listening to the whole little we podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality and just in case no one else told you this today you are beautiful you are worthy of happiness and joy you are enough and then some you may not live up to the expectations of others but that is okay because you are only required to walk in your own shoes May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.heaux. L-I-L-O-Q-U-Y dot com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.